Hi, this is David. And I'm Shay. And you're listening to Board on the Air on CFCR, where we talk about board games and board game-related topics. On tonight's show, we will be covering what we've been playing, the news, and for our main topic, we are going to borrow from a uh, top 10 list I saw recently, or sometime during COVID. I think it was COVID. Christmas, actually, that we saw it. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, enemies of board gaming. Yes. So what we mean by that is the barriers or experiences that might make people not want to join in on the hobby or might chase people out of the hobby. Yeah, it's it's what what stands in the way of people be liking board games or you know, joining the board game community. Exactly. Okay, so let's start with what we've been playing. Because yes. it's COVID and we're still sort of social distancing... Pretty much, if I play a game, Shay's playing it with me. Yeah, we are playing. We're, we're no longer going to separate game nights. We're now playing the exact same games. Yeah, so uh, two games we played last week. The first one we're going to start with is Welcome to New Vegas. Yes, so if you're familiar with Welcome to, we've discussed it a few times on the show, I think. Uh, definitely in our Rollin' Rights episode, which you should go take a listen to. Um, but Welcome to is what we call a roll and write. So it's where you roll dice, you use the dice, you write them on the board. This one has a little bit of a twist to it because it's a flip and write. You're using cards. Right. Yes. But you're still... Do you roll dice? No. You don't roll dice. No, Sorry, that's the next game that you roll dice in. There are no dice yeah. in Welcome to New Vegas. Right. It is, in fact, just flipping cards. But yeah. same concept. You're flipping a card, you're using those actions and writing it on... A sheet of paper that they give you we've laminated ours so that we can just reuse them we don't have to use the whole pad of paper every time we want to play a game of this yes uh, makes it way easier too a lot, lot easier cleanup better for you know paper and it's much better for us who like to uh, second guess what we did and oh yeah you can erase it way easier change it again but anyway the idea with welcome to is you use the actions to fill up streets Usually it's to write house numbers on them. They need to be in ascending order. You can't duplicate them unless you use special powers. And you're gaining points doing certain things, right? In the regular one, it's like if you, you know, you're, it's, uh, you can get them from objectives. But then there's also if you are on a, have a certain number on a swimming pool type thing. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few things like that. So the original Welcome To is one of our favorite of the, ro the roll slash flip and writes. Uh, the new version was just released in the last month mm -hmm. or just became available in the last month. And it takes Welcome To to a whole new level. It's definitely, there's more to this game than the regular Welcome To. And even the other expansions. I am not a huge fan of the other expansions, especially the Easter one. Most of the ones of the expansions we played were terrible yeah they i, I didn't <laughs> mind the like the bomb shelter one or whatever yeah, that you're was trying to save people or something but like i found that one just it made it easier yeah this one actually added something to the game and i mean to be fair it is actually a different game you're not using the same components like you do in a regular expansion yeah but it is the same concept with a twist yeah this is not an expansion this is a new version this is yeah. welcome to two Version okay, two. yeah, sure. Yeah, version two is... Uh, in the original one, you have streets and everything is left to right. This one has streets and avenues. Yeah. So you're going both left to right and up and down. And uh, as a point, or as you can probably tell from the name, New Vegas, the idea is you have casinos and yeah. hotels and uh, so on. Yeah, you're trying to open casinos 
And if you do a vertical line of casinos, you get to open a hotel. Yeah, exactly. So if you fill an avenue, you get to open a hotel. Yeah. And then there's a, a limousine that you can move around town. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's fountains you're trying to drive that limousine by. And VIP you're trying yeah. to drive that limousine by. And mafia hotels that you're trying to casinos. drive. Casinos. Mafia, mafia casinos. casinos you're trying to yeah. drive by. Uh, there is a lot going on in this game. Yes, it's definitely one that takes a few plays to really get the hang of it. And I think that's mainly because it's so easy to miss things. Like things like the hotels, right? When the two games that we played, we constantly were missing that we had finished an avenue. And this is important because the first time, the first person to finish an avenue or people, uh, you get to circle a big hotel and you get extra points. After that, you have to circle the small hotel. Yep. So if you forget to cross it off well then you know you might miss points or you make somebody else miss points you're sort of second guessing when you did it then exactly yeah yeah uh i i liken this one to fleet the dice game where Mm -hmm. it it is a roll and write or flip and write but it is almost medium weight i would say i would qualify it as a medium weight game i don't think i'd want to pull this out with somebody who hadn't played the original welcome to or games that are similar yeah i don't think you can play this one without having played well you can play it but you're not going to do or get it as easily yeah if you haven't played the first one yeah i did like the game though like i I I think we didn't say that i i I enjoyed it i i really like this uh i think i definitely want to play it some more and get you know some different strategies and there's still things we haven't added like We've only played, what, partial rules so far. Yeah, we haven't brought in the golf courses and we haven't brought in the bank rule. Mm -hmm. And the bank rule, to me, doesn't add that much, but the golf courses is another way to score. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so if you like Welcome To, if you like a heavier or a more more substance roll and write, this is a good option for you. Definitely. Would recommend it. Yeah. We played two Two games. Two games, yep. And... Looking forward to playing more. Definitely. All right. So for our second game, this is one that I think you've mentioned before, right? Like right after we got it, or maybe it was in our first episode back. I think in our first Um, episode back, I mentioned it. But I hadn't had a chance to play it yet. And that's Bora Bora. So I think the concept here is you're in maybe the Caribbean, maybe Polynesian Islands somewhere. Yeah, I think Polynesian Islands. Polynesian Islands. And you're basically just trying to explore uh, and gain, you know, build your workers so you get points. I'd say that's the, the as far as the theme goes. <laughs> yeah, the, it's it's Steffenfeld. Uh, it is not a thematic game. No, it actually has more color than yeah it, majority he's, of his he's games. He's using brighter colors. He's using blues in this one. He's gotten away from all the browns. Yeah, it's still a really ugly cover though. Yeah, it's very boring looking cover. Uh, but the there's some really solid mechanics. It's uh. I would say similar to Castles of Burgundy where you're rolling three, two, well, in Castles you roll two dice, this one you roll three mm-hmm. dice, and you take actions with those three dice. Exactly. So you place them uh, onto the cards, you get an action based on what that card is and on how many pips are on your dice. Yep. Which is, I, I think that's neat is using both like the the dice and the card, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, there's five to seven actions you can take. Yeah. And whoever goes there first, everybody else has to play a dice lower than that person. Exactly. But there are some god cards that allow you to break those rules. So there is some mitigation. Yeah, it's definitely like you're not completely stuck usually if you uh, don't have something lower. I really liked rolling high dice yesterday. So uh, 
I definitely struggled a little bit because I was like, I got, I got such big numbers. Where am I but, supposed to place? And I think worst case scenario, though, is you get two victory points. Well, exactly. They right? at least have an option for if you can't play something, right? Yeah. I so, definitely think this is like a point salad style game. Oh, definitely. Like there's so many things you can get points from and you can't do all of them. Yeah, and that's that's one of Feld's bread and butters is point salads. Yeah. You know, you do something, you get points. Everybody always feels like you're accomplishing something. Yeah, there was never a point where I was like, man, I didn't do that. But like the only only thing I was really bad at was getting money or shells in this case yeah. to actually buy jewelry, which did hurt me in the long run, I think, for points. Like I, I came third, which was good. It's just I think it would have been a little higher up closer to you if I had actually bought some more things. Yeah, it was like this is the third time we played. We've had three different winners. Uh, me, your mom and Jordan have played all three times. This is the first time you played. And this is the first time we played it four players. And it did make it a very tight game. Mm -hmm. it, it always is. It's more about optimization in this game over, uh, you know, like gaining a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Uh, you only play six rounds. So you only have eight, 18 actions you can take in the game. Yeah. Uh, so it is, it is very tight into how you make your decisions. And, and I really like this about the game. It's, you know... Each decision is important. Yeah, I I also liked how easy it was to pick it up. Like it, you know, it, it, other than some of the iconography, which I thought was a little confusing, once you did it a couple times, you actually, you know, you started to understand what you had to do. Yeah, and then, the, you know, the nice thing about the iconography is we explained it a little bit off the start, and then as we flipped over new tiles, you're like, okay, this does this, this, and this, and yeah. you were able to pick that up. Right. And I think that comes from some experience on my part on playing games. Yeah. But uh, it definitely, like, once you see something that's like, you know, you do this if you see that, even if it's a different figure, you still know what it's telling you to do. Exactly. And the game board you're playing off of has a great cheat sheet on the left side that mm -hmm. you know exactly where you're going with each move. And it goes over what the god cards does. It goes over what the... Uh, men and women that you can mm -hmm. uh, recruit recruit uh, can do. So I, 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 all around, I really like this game. It was really good. I definitely would uh, would play it again. Yeah, this this is our fourth Feld, I think, in our collection because mm -hmm. we have... Well, you keep buying them. We have Castles, we have Bora Bora, we have Carpe Diem, and we have Merlin, mm -hmm. I believe, are the four that we have. Yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah. and... I've only played two of them. You've only played? I haven't played Merlin, and I don't think I've played Carpe Diem either. Yeah, me, you, and we played that uh, during the lockdown. Did we? Yeah, it's the one where you're going in the star directions to take the tiles, and you're trying to create them on your board in front of you. You're combining them to make uh, houses or bread, or and at the end of each turn, you have to do a uh, bonus action. Or are you trying to complete a... All right. Well, yeah. I, f I definitely forgot that one. So if yeah. I was the one playing it, well, then we need to play it again. But mm. I haven't played Merlin yet. Yeah, you have not played Merlin. But yeah, you you did play Carpe Diem, but it was only once. So Yeah, so I definitely forgot. And we played a lot terrible of Terrible memory. So. <laughs> I have no... I, I lost track of all the games I played. Yeah, and we do have a fifth one coming once it ships. Which one's that? Uh, Trajan. Okay, I know nothing about that one, yeah. but... It's Rondell Movement, so it's great. Oh, yeah. Your, your brother will suffer. All right, or everybody, be, be, be excited for when we get to when we get that game. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that was what we've been playing. If you're just tuning in with us right now, you're listening to Board on the Air on CFCR. 
And we are going to jump into the news. Yeah, so with our new uh, news format, I have three pieces of information. Uh, let's start with John DeClaire's new game. Uh, this is a guy who just done uh, Ecos, Mystic Veil, Space Base. Oh, so some good games some then. Some stuff that we really like. This, this one's Dead Reckoning. Uh, it's part of his uh, card crafting line where Mystic Veil falls under and he's another one I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head where you start with a base card and then you're adding to it so that it's getting more and more powerful and, and he use, uses card sleeves to do this where you have a card sleeve and then you're sliding something else into that uh, card sleeve okay. so it goes over top uh, as the theme for this year it is pirate based <laughs> seems like everything is right now and Everybody or the 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 reviews are just starting to come in because it's gonna. I think it's just hitting Kickstarter in the next couple of weeks, and reviews have been very very positive on this. They they say it's his best version of this so far. Cool. Uh some of my favorite designers, the guys that did uh, Zolkin and, and Teotihuacan, okay, yeah. have a new game coming out called called Tech Henu. And this one is in Egypt this time. Uh, looks suede as well. And one of those designers does stuff on his own and does Anachrony and Tristamiscus. And he's got another one coming at the same time called Tawan Segui or something like that. It's, Man, you're just nailing these. I, I am very uh, linguistic. Just just nailing them yes uh so they both coming from the same manufacturer both or publisher uh both exciting games to me like mm -hmm. i haven't played an acrony or tristamiscus but they look fun they just are very heavy games is what i've been told yeah and i do enjoy like not that i've played a majority of these games though i did finally get to play zolkin yep i don't know if i've played teho Tehuacan yet. I don't think you have yet. But uh, Zolkin was great. Yeah. Um, but I like that they are not uh, what you would call like a classic setting. You know, they're not yeah. set in places you see. Like, you know, they're not set in London. Yeah. You know, as much as I enjoy London-based games, everything's set in New York, London, the mountains. You know, it's kind of yeah. nice to see something set somewhere else. Well, in the first um, one, they're doing Mayan. The second one, they did... Uh, no, I Teotihuacan is... Uh, is it like Aztec? aztec -y. yeah. Area-ish? Yeah, and then this one is doing Egypt. some Egyptian yeah. gods. That's cool. Uh, and it's got a big obelisk right in the middle of the game, and it yes. turns, and there's a shade or a shadow that comes with it, and it affects the dice around it. Yes. It looks really fun. Awesome. Uh, reviews for it have been very positive. Uh, can't wait to get my hands on Tekenyu uh, uh, for sure. The other one I want to play before I, I delve into it. But just because I haven't played as many of, or I haven't played any of those ones, even though they look very interesting to mm -hmm. me. Uh, the last one, going back to Stefan Feld. Uh, Queen Games, who he did uh, Merlin with. Yep. They are releasing a series of games. Looks to be about four to six. Uh, some of his classic games redone. And they're calling it the City Collection. And on Queen Games' uh, Instagram, they're showing pictures of the sides. They started out with just shadows, and people were guessing what building it was. And then they're starting to fill them in now. Uh, they haven't alluded exactly to what games they're redoing, but a lot of people are talking about Bruges. Bruges? 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 
<laughs> I don't know. It's, yeah, B-R-U-G-E-S. Perfect. Another uh, difficult name to say for me uh, as one of them because uh, it's hard to get. Oh, a lot of his out-of-print stuff that's right. hard to get is that what, makes sense. what they're talking about him redoing and bringing out with color. I mean, we don't need a 10th, 100th version of Castle, so. Well, Castles of Tuscany is coming. Oh, okay. I didn't know there was another Castles coming out. You don't remember any of my news from six weeks ago, eight weeks ago? Six weeks? It was three months. Well, I like to think it was a shorter amount of time. Yeah, well, sorry. <laughs> All right, so that was the news. Good news. It was good news. It's nice. We should start calling it like the uh, the flash briefing. No. Why not? That's what they call it on Alexa. It's the news. Fine. The award-winning news. The award-winning shortened news. <laughs> Okay, you're listening to Board on the Air on CFCR. We are going to get into our main topic. Yes. As we mentioned at the top of the show, this is enemies of board gaming. And basically what we want to talk about is what, what makes could, it hard yeah. for people to get into board games and stay in board games. Yeah. Right? You know, I, I'm going to start with one of the bad ones off the start, mm -hmm. and it's elitism, right? Like, yeah. people are quick to judge on what games you play, right? Oh, yeah. Somebody comes up and says, yeah, I play Catan. There are people that are like, oh, I can't believe you're playing that. That's a terrible game. You know, that needs, that can really turn people off from, oh, yeah. from joining a bigger board gaming community. Exactly. It's like if you don't feel like the the crowd is going to enjoy you, because currently you're enjoying that yeah. game, why would you want to play with them, right? Exactly. And what's what I find funny about this is most of the people that I've met in board gaming are very welcoming and very accepting and very, uh, you know, come join us, come yep. play with us. But there is a lot of that thought pattern to it right there, there even i shockingly even i can uh well i was gonna say we, to that on we, occasion we must mention that our very first episode we ever did was on Catan, and you didn't say i mean neither of us said super nice things about it and i've definitely seen you bug people to be fair we do that to people who we know. Yes. But there is definitely a lot of that, like after you get through uh, the Catan phase, you know, yeah. um, of being like, oh, you'll move on from that, right? Which, you know, people might seriously enjoy the game. Yeah. And there's some people that don't move on from it, as we talked about in our first episode. Shameless plug. <laughs> go back and watch it. Yeah. Listen. It was terrible, but <laughs> go back and listen to it. Uh, so, yeah, like, you know, I know when I meet new gamers and talk about games with them, because it, it does happen, you know, I try try to very welcome them, you know, and discuss Catan and, you yep. know, and it's pluses and minuses and, you know, suggest suggest next steps. Exactly. Right? You know, move, you know, a good thing to do if, if somebody says, oh, I love Catan. It's like, well, have you heard of these other games? You know, yep. they're great to move on from there. Yeah. Um, rather than just saying like, oh, that game sucks. You should come play. Like, you should like do these other ones yeah. or you shouldn't waste your time, right? Uh, that's not what you want. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't make a welcoming environment at all. No, exactly. So for yourself? For myself, see, this is a hard one because like, like you said, I experienced 
mostly people are like really welcoming yep. in our community. So it was, it was hard for me to think about what, what might chase me away. Yep. But I think it's maybe like the micromanaging of people who have played a lot more than you. It's, I'd say the reason why I never got into say magic, right? Because I did get the cards and I wanted to learn, but I was, I started playing with people who've already played so much who weren't really willing to teach me. Yep. And so it just kind of felt like, man, am I a mile away from them? Right. So it wasn't really fun anymore. And so I think like that idea of playing with people who aren't willing to show you how to play, right? People that are, uh, advanced and want to play with more advanced players yeah yeah like I'd, i don't want to play with people who just crush me and are like ha see i won yeah. right like obviously there's going to be a bit of that but it's just you know it's better when you play with people and they're like you know you should probably do this this would help you out and they still crush you but at least you're like hey they you know i kind of know what i should do better next time yeah and i, th- I think you know with the board game nights that uh that TuneCon puts on mm-hmm. that uh the different board games Stores have only done amazing and uh, TuneCon. Mm-hmm. And I know when new people show up, everybody tries to be very welcoming. Absolutely. There are nights where you just want to play a game with people you know. Mm-hmm. But in general, as a whole, I've never seen somebody walk in and everybody's like, oh, I don't want to play with them. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. We, we wait for a few games and then we tell Adam he can't play with us. Yeah, of course. You got <laughs> to humor them for a minute. So, yeah, I can agree with that. Uh, you know, one of the other things, and this, this came up for me a lot during COVID, was friends of mine that are like, you know, my kids are bored. I need to find board games, mm-hmm. right? Those people go into a board game store like the two that are the two big ones in town, that is intimidating. How do you pick yeah. a game out of that collect or out of that store? Yeah. Right. Uh, and yeah, it's, I would agree. It's just like, you see so many games and you know, there's words on the back that you might not know what they mean. Like, what are all these things that we've talked about? That's why, again, shameless plug, uh, we've talked about some of the major themes in games and mechanics. Because it's like people just don't know what they are, right? I even, I tend to not understand what some games are when you explain them. And I'm just like, so what is this again? (laughs) Um, And I've played them for a while, right? So I do think like maybe making it clearer about what games are rather than just trying to like throw some flashy language at it so that, you know, only. Well, not everybody's going to go out and try and research what are good games. Yeah. Not everybody sits up until two in the morning watching YouTube videos on board games. Yeah. Like there's normal people and then there's the people that don't, right? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So I I think picking games or finding games to start with is very intimidating in board games because of the volume of games There's just that, so many. that come out every year, mm-hmm. right? You know, this year has been a down just because, you know... Yeah, nothing's been open. <laughs> yeah, well, the manufacturers have been shut down, so everything is very slow to come back out, Yeah, right? So I think that's one of the barriers for people to get into board games. And, you know, you go into some stores and not all of them know anything about their games yeah exactly or they're too knowledgeable right yeah or you scare them with your knowledge yeah yeah 
Like if you're too over the top, that will scare people as well. Definitely. Uh, I I would go along with the, the idea of overwhelming, right? Um, the price of some games, yep. right? Like even for us, there are games where like, we won't play that for, you know, 120 bucks, right? Yep. You know, for some people, even like $60 for a board game is way too much, right? Um, and I think that can scare people away by how much these games can cost. Yeah. Oh, definitely. There, there's, there is cost as a barrier to get into board gaming. And if people aren't comfortable to come out to a board game night mm-hmm. to try stuff or to try some of these games to know what they like or don't like, then, you know, that, that can be very hard to get, find the right game for people. Because it also is very personal, right? What I like doesn't necessitate what you like, doesn't Mm -hmm. necessitate what your mother likes, what Jordan likes, right? Yeah. You know, we all have different preferences in games. There are certain ones that hit all of us in the same way that we all really like them or we can all play them together, right? So recommendations for people is not always easy as well. Yeah. Right? It's it's definitely like... I don't even know how we got to the point where we knew what we were looking for. It's just, it's kind of something that we fell into a rabbit hole and ended up on the other side in the wonderland of board games. Yeah, and you know, off the start, we had some misses, right? Oh, like, definitely. There was games that I thought that we would love that we don't play that much. Small World is one of those ones that I thought your mother would love. I thought we would play a lot of. Mm-hmm. We don't. We played it once, didn't we? <laughs> We've played it. I've played it twice or three times. Yeah. It is a solid game and I like it. But because not all of us like it, we don't play it as much, yeah, right? I don't like that game. So. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. You don't yeah. like it. Your mother didn't like it. So it's yeah. not something we're going to play as a two-player game. Definitely. And I guess that's another one is, uh, especially right now, is having people to play with yep. would be another barrier. Because, you know, we'd normally have our game nights, but maybe people don't know about the game nights you know there's not enough information so they don't know they can go there they don't know people who might want to play games with them yep um and right now you you can't go anywhere right like you're you're staying at home you got to pick carefully on who you're going to go hang out with so it's definitely limiting in that aspect for sure trying to find people to play with like you know we're lucky because of who we know and because we're a family of people that enjoy games you know, we know we have people to play with. Exactly. You know, if you're a single person who's, say, say your husband, say, we'll call him hypothetical Ryan, oh. isn't a big board gamer. <laughs> yeah. Right? You know, it's harder to get ta- games to the table for, uh, say, that person, right? Yeah. You know, uh, so th- there is those barriers. Uh, another one to me that's a barrier is hype. Oh, yeah. Right? You know, if you look at board game sites and stuff like that, there's certain games that people hype as amazing, incredible games. And some people may buy those, like Gloomhaven. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Could you imagine as a first-time buyer and you're like, oh, everybody says this is the best game ever, they get that? They'll never play another board game again. No. It's way too much. I think that's not even one I thought about, but absolutely. I was thinking more like hype making people you know maybe uh feel either left out because they can't play that game they can't afford that game or if they don't like or if they don't like the game right it's like all of a sudden they're kind of like oh man maybe maybe i'm not cut out for this if i don't like this game like you know yeah if the people get too excited about the game they're trying to teach you 
and it doesn't hit with you, yeah, then you feel like, oh, maybe I did something wrong. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So yeah, that, that's a very good point as well. Yeah. So that's a few of the ideas for for me uh, yeah. and for yourself. Uh, but I, I think you know, as a community, we all try to be very welcoming. Yeah, and I think Saskatoon does a really good job of that yeah. too. Like I, again, I, I haven't gone anywhere really where I felt like man, these people really don't want me here, right? Yeah. Like everybody's been so welcoming. Exactly. And, you know, if you're interested in games and, you know, happen to find this podcast, you know, once board game nights start opening up again, try them out. They're, yeah. they're a good time and they're a good way to introduce you to some new people, some new games. We've met a lot of very good friends in, from board games. Definitely. I'm David. And I'm Shay. And you've been listening to Board on the Air. And we will talk to you next week. Have a great week.